Lobello looking at his watch. He's looking at his lines with they both second. It's over. It is all over. Firewood of Holland have won the European Cup. What you just heard there, ladies and gents, were the dulcet tones of Hugh Johns, legendary commentator who oversaw the 1970 European Cup final between Feyenoord and Celtic. The last time those two teams met, we thought it was an appropriate way to introduce this week's episode of the Scottish Football Ramble, considering on the show we will be talking about, amongst other things, Celtic away to Feyenoord, Rangers at home to Betis, and Aberdeen go to Germany. Oh no. (laughs) We're going to get to the news in a moment, and then we're going to talk about this weekend's Premiership fixtures. Welcome to the tour. Clever lads, huh? You can figure it out. John Dal Thomason, 2022, talking at a press conference before Malmu played Rangers and absolutely mugging off the Glasgow press. Just wanted to get that in there because I'm a bit of a Blackburn boy as well, you see. But fuck Blackburn and fuck the English. Let's get down to Scottish football, shall we, Aaron? <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> please let's do anything but let me carry on speaking for the oh, next five let's seconds get on the we have <laughs> we have everyone's new favorite section the news dun, 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 boom. Oh, yes. countdown uh, introduction for the news for some reason every time uh, item number one aaron billy dodds goes bye 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 billy yeah. um i think it was a long time coming very very poor start to the season for cali so be interesting to see how they bounce now with the uh, yeah, new manager yeah. at the helm. Well, I mean, who the hell is it going to be for a start? Um, I actually have been racking my brains all day um, and yesterday since the news was announced, and I can't think of the man who can rescue Inverness. Inverness, it's tough to say how much of it's Billy and how much of it is just Inverness Cali being absolutely dog water uh, this season. They weren't great last season either, let's be honest. Um, but who's going to be the man to take over, do you think, Aaron? I think it's very good timing for Michael Beale. <laughs> now that uh, a job's opened up for him. Michael Beale. <laughs> Get started on him early days. Taxi! <laughs> that would be mental, oh. let's be honest. Uh, that's not going to happen. No, no chance. But I think I think you're going to obviously probably have to look um the league below. League One. Yeah, you're going to be looking at League One and, and managers that are doing well there that won't have a, a move up. Yeah. Who are we looking at then? We're looking at Sterling managers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darren, like, Darren Young. Yeah. People, Darren Young. People, Here, tell up. you what, that is a great shout, by the way. It's a good stepping stone for someone like him. Darren Young is proving himself as a phenomenal manager. Um, not only this season, but the way that he's obviously built this Sterling squad so that they can go up and compete straight away in League One. I think Inverness fans would have all the right in the world to be very excited if he was appointed. If I was Darren Young, I would be going nowhere fucking near Inverness Cali at the moment because yeah. they look like a sinking ship. Uh, Ian Murray, 
just going to float that out there mm. energy manager I'm not too sure uh, not too sure if you'd be wanting Interested. To, to move that's the thing I think the most difficult thing about this Inverness sacking is you know Inverness are a club with, with a bit of stature in the Scottish game they should be able to attract pretty much any manager in the championship but I don't see any manager in the championship or the managers at the top of League One wanting to leave the projects that they're they're working on right now for Inverness. Yep. I think you might end up seeing a bit of a wild card, maybe um, a Jim Jeffries <laughs> coming back from the dead. He's on the board at Edinburgh City. There's no way he'd manage them. But someone of that ilk. Craig Levine stomping in Craig the Levine. Inverness. There we go. Yeah, Craig Levine, uh, a Jim Jeffries, a John McGlynn, potentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of these guys, one of the old guard. Wow. I can see one of them maybe. Uh, Give Brian Rice the job right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Rice. There you go. Uh, get your get your bets into the tour, folks. And uh, yeah, winner gets a... Uh, guess what a program <laughs> we don't have anything else to fucking give you so let's crack on item These number soggy two. programs are, <laughs> and mikey's at it <laughs> sat collecting mold and dust for years in my attic sten house mirror program who on earth wants wants one of how's that even there i know let's not get into it now but <laughs> um they're there is all that matters um yes so uh get your bets in folks and you'll get a a 1960s stenos mirror program covered in mold and uh flea shit so enjoy uh, mm. <laughs> item number two uh if we're talking sackings uh if we're talking the tour last week our podcast was about uh highland league and lowland league uh we gave a bit of credence not in a good way to Inverry loco mm. works um because they've been doing way, way worse than people anticipated this season. And guess what? Andy Lowe, their manager, has also bitten the dust this week. So it's been a bit of a week for the Grim Reaper of Scottish football, Aaron. Yeah, I think um, I, we mentioned it last week that we were quite surprised to see them. Quite a big name in Scottish football in, in Highland terms. Yeah, yeah. So, so down there, Spot on. you know, it's, it's only imminent that he has been sacked. Um, and, it's and still very, very early in the season. I mean, especially at that level, when you're sacked that's like that's a massive commitment it mm. takes a lot of money you would guess to, mm. to get rid of your manager and then to begin a recruitment search so there must be something rotten at the core of Inver Inver must Local be Works. something really really bad in the in the dressing room because as you say it's hard to probably attract a manager to come and manage up in the highlands yeah. at a team like Inverurie that quickly mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and as you say very early in the season looked like they were starting to turn a little bit of a corner looking at their form albeit they did get beat 4-0 at the weekend but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and hopefully they can... They got beat 4-0 at the weekend. Yeah. Wow, there you go. But eh? I, they got a result at Brora and they were doing well in the Challenge Cup from what mm, I can see. Yeah, so. okay, okay. I don't know. I, I think that um, Inverurie is a bit of a strange one. Uh, when the Pyramid was announced, I bet they were licking their lips, looking to, to go up, but they've struggled uh, ever since that's come into play and now another a manager bites the dust. Um, also, they had, uh, they had these supporters, uh, three fans called the Chuff Chuffs. <laughs> <laughs> then if you've uh, ever heard of or are aware of the chuff no, chuffs Aaron, they could have got a shout out last week probably <laughs> not cross paths with it <laughs> you don't want to not in a dark alleyway in uh, Chem Shit, Day at night anyway. <laughs> there are three super fans uh, of Inverurie Local Works who uh, wear flags and have drums and like they basically have these silly hats and they wear Inverurie tops like three old guys uh, they retired um, 
not that long ago and wow. ever since they've retired i don't think they've won a game wow, really? <laughs> or something yeah that they've won they've won one and lost five or they've drawn one and lost five or something but they've been on a terrible terrible run of forms wow. since the chuff chuffs uh... bring back the chuff <laughs> the chuff chuffs <laughs> mm, come Get them on, on the tour <laughs> the reason they retired was because uh the main guy uh graham i think or uh, it's it's a g name it's a, it's a graham or a gary or, or something like that yeah uh, said he couldn't stand for 90 minutes anymore because <laughs> <laughs> his knees can't handle it anymore so he, he can't do it but yeah it's quite funny uh, <laughs> that's class fair play I'm like uh, sticking out for that yeah. long and supporting a team uh, any shouts for who could take over in Verudi oh, Crow well, we'll get Alan Crow and Alan uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what that is a great opportunity for any young manager or coach maybe a coach um, in League 2 or a coach uh, somewhere else a bigger Highland League team to step up and, and to really start a, a managerial career like there's a great great club to do it at absolutely I yeah. think um, you know there's loads of managers that'll probably be in the North Caledonian League and like the North Premier True. League and yeah. things like yeah. that that are aspiring to be taking the next step etc and it's a great step so those guys in Rury Local Works is an amazing opportunity to manage amazing step in stone yeah. for them amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if um Whoever the new guy comes in, I wouldn't be surprised if they do quite well, to be mm. honest, because it's a club that should be set up for success, even though we've not actually visited there. You imagine it is from the outside. Uh, now, final item on our news bulletin for the day um, had to be mentioned. Elon Musk has bought Haddington, and he's now the manager as well. Oh, I know he's it's... playing on Saturday, apparently. <laughs> Elon Musk playing left mid for Haddy Town next to Danny Hogg. <laughs> oh, it's crazy scenes. Obviously, being from Haddington, I've uh, seen this news quite early doors. Yeah. And it erupted on Twitter, and now it's here, there, yeah. and everywhere that Elon Musk has stolen the Haddy goat. Yeah. <laughs> Haddington Town's goat. Is that what it is? Haddy's emblem is the goat. Ah, okay, it's like a right, goat right. that looks a bit space ridden, ah. sort of. <laughs> and he's went with it. For SpaceX, is it? Is that's that what? It. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. SpaceX. It's a, I'm, not a, I'm not having a dig at uh, Haddington here, but it's, I mean, it just looks like one of those like logos that look like a, a online generator. Like a stock image, yeah, yeah. almost, yeah. For like a multi-billion pound space company, like it's good, good for a football. Yeah, football. yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, Haddington Town playing what? Like, Proper low-down amateur league. Though. So they're amateurs, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's basically uh, a squad of boys who just want to carry on playing football into their sort of mid-twenties and their early thirties. Uh, so you can excuse them taking an image off of Google or off of Bing search or wherever, wherever the fuck they got it from. But Elon Musk seems to have literally taken what, like, are, I wasn't convinced to start with, but when you look at it, they're eerily similar. It's, it's, it's like, they're the exact same. The only difference is the X. Ah, it's chucks a X on the, the side, X, doesn't it? And the, the goat's kind of been tilted up a little bit. Like, yeah. has it? I don't know. It is crazily similar, but... I don't know. Elon Musk definitely has a massive army of people scouring the internet for things. It might not actually surprise me to see that like one of these guys came across this and Elon maybe liked it. And <laughs> fuck knows, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope, he, uh, I hope he has something back to say because you know <laughs> Sky Sports news yeah. has been like on tip, which is like obviously the biggest sports news outlet out there. Um, so it'd be good to see if he does have some sort of retort to Haddington Town. <laughs> the fact that Elon Musk has potentially locked eyes with Daniel Hogg's Twitter account is fucking mental. And Elon, yes, I will call it Twitter. How would you like that? That's a, it's a small victory, isn't it? So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the news for this week. Um, anything to add, Aaron, or...? 
Just one thing. Just stay away from the tour logo, Mr. Musk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will soon. The tour needs a logo. Jack McGavigan, step up. Aye. <laughs> Yeah. Just use the goat. Yeah, yeah. Start using Just the goat. <laughs> Add a little T instead of the X. Next time, yeah. Add Aaron's little bald head instead of the X. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay. Uh, before we get into um, previewing various games throughout the week, we'll we'll maybe just have a quick word. Um, me and Aaron went to Musselburgh Athletics Stadium, Olive Bank, uh, last weekend um, for our second tour of the season. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you, Aaron. Uh, what are what are your takeaways from from going to Olive Bank? Uh, Olive Bank was class. Uh, meeting Mister Liston and his yeah. uh, marching band, Kevin. Aye. Um, I mean, I thought it was a really decent, insightful look into a club in the sixth year. Yeah, yeah. Who have great ambitions to, you know, see these. They see clubs like Bonnie Rig and like, why can't we replicate that? And when we were there, they're a very welcoming football club who are going in the right direction. They've seemed like they've got their feet on the ground and know what they're going to be about yeah. and I thought you know the game itself Muscle Bra obviously run away with it being a couple of divisions above the college yeah. as they're called <laughs> the, the young lads they absolutely smashed them they did I, basically I mean the college came came in you know took the lead and Muscle Bra just ran away with it they did have quality in the park that's so, it yeah, they've it was, got a quality team Muscle Bra um, they've got a really good setup. Um like you said they're very ambitious I think um, he's a it's a good team that they've got um, David, who we spoke to, David uh, McLean, I believe it was the commercial manager. He great was guy. he was a great guy. We had a really good chat with him. Uh, it was getting to the point where it felt like let's just get the pints back. We had left our we had left our uh, drink on another table where we went to speak to him, um, and it got to the point where it was like just get the drinks over and we'll just <laughs> we'll just turn this into an actual. We're just sitting chilling and talking about football. Um, it was very casual. He was very welcoming, um, and the rest of the club was very very serious. Um, Kevin uh, Lister at the top a very serious man um, but you know I think when you compare it to our first visit at Whitehill um, you need serious men running a football club because there's a reason that Whitehill Welfare have spiralled uh, to the lower divisions one of the biggest clubs Whitehill Welfare one of the biggest clubs in non-league Scottish football they've won the Easter Scotland League 16 times yet they languish in the 7th tier now mm-hmm. um, Musselburgh Athletic have great ambition they've got great vision and the difference between those two, uh, the way those two clubs were run, was absolutely night and day. You know, Whitehill, I'm not putting anything against them. We had a lovely time at Whitehill and we got on really well with the folk. But it, it's just one big boys club, isn't it, David? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it seemed like more, of, as you said, a bunch of friends just all getting together and running a club on a Saturday sort of thing. Doing um, it for the enjoyment kind of thing. Doing it for yeah. the, the community as well and the locals. But like in terms of actual drive and ambition, we didn't hear any of the same sort of chat that we did from Musselburgh. Exactly. Same things like we have a five-year plan, we look to be in League Two, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so. yeah. 100 season ticket holders, um, like I said to Kevin, uh, speaks for itself in a club that's not even in the Scottish Leagues. Um, the potential for that town is absolutely enormous, to be honest. Uh, it's a big place. Um, they've, got a lot of, they've got a lot of loyal fans already, as we saw um, a Challenge Cup match, which is like the, the Diddy Cup, as mm-hmm. Norman, one of the guys in, <laughs> involved in running the club, uh, Nor- Norman mentioned that it was the Mickey Mouse Cup or something to him. Yeah. And yet they still had between 100 and 200 there, pushing it down. Uh, you know, it was just, it's, all you can say is absolutely fair play. And it, and I hope that club goes places because if it does, they'll have a lot of um, people behind them by the looks of things. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Great. Well, uh, that's pretty much it uh, for the news and for a little insight into Musselboro from ourselves. Uh, we're going to be writing and releasing a blog post on the club in the coming uh, days. Probably next week mm. will be out for any interested parties. Uh, you know, if there's anything that you want to know about our visits or our tours, then our DMs are always open. So Ooh, yeah. slide tackle on in. Come at us. See what I did there? Especially uh, you, you and Cameron, if you listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get you in along. Oh, Switch okay. on you. <laughs> Bloody you and Cameron. Yeah, yeah. You and Cameron, um, I think about you like every day <laughs> right now, basically. I've seen a little four of his face. I actually, I put a new... Uh, profile picture up on twitter today and uh, i was gonna tweet it with like the hashtag new profile pic thing but i was gonna caption it switch on at you and d cameron but i bottled it so, <laughs> plain and simple so Ewan's one today then i was like what if he calls me out again <laughs> simple as that i think we should just call him out on the tour and just get it over with um but yes yeah, so that's that's basically it you and cameron you ruined uh another social media post for myself without even doing anything without even lifting a finger so you've yeah. Because they called his son a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mikey on. fake account major. <laughs> Lewis Mitchell 0111293. That was me. <laughs> right. Enough, uh, enough, clown, uh, enough clown talk. Uh, Serious shit coming yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Dons, Hearts, Hibs. Yeah, yeah. Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen. <laughs> three words that will send chills down everybody in the fucking world's spine. <laughs> so let's start with Celtic at Firenerd, which has actually kicked off as we record, Aaron. Yeah, you're right. Um, any updates on the score while we're live? No. Or it's nil-nil currently in the 23rd minute. Um, so that. it's not a bad start for Celtic, obviously. Um, we'll see how uh, the scoreline looks at the end of the pod, obviously. Um, obviously, the game will be over by the time we've done this. It almost feels a bit pointless, so we'll maybe make this a bit quicker. It's just an interesting fixture to analyse. Maybe not so much... For the game itself but there's other various factors around the game that i would like to quickly touch on uh so the first thing um that i think is really interesting about salic feinard they've only ever played once in their history and uh, as i mentioned at the top of the show uh you heard the commentary there from the 1970 european cup final it was the last time they played and it's the only time they've played um celtic were beaten 2-1 by feinard after extra time uh what i think is interesting about this is you don't realise that Celtic, obviously everyone knows about the Lisbon Lions and stuff, but they were in another European Cup final only three years later and lost mm. to Feyenoord. It speaks to an era of football where it was dominated by teams like Feyenoord, teams like Celtic, whoever else you want to mention, you know, Gothenburg, Real Betis, who we'll get Villas. onto in a minute, Villas, you know. Um, so it's just quite interesting to see that was um, as a rematch. But then you look forward to nowadays, and there was an article put out about this, which got quite a lot of stick. Um, nowadays, uh, Feyenoord's value is almost double that of Celtic's, their market value. Um, it's crazy that a club that the size of Feyenoord, they are a big club, but they're not as big as Celtic, no. uh, fan base-wise, um, history-wise, etc. Um, they're still got double the market value of Celtic, Um it's, it's quite mental, isn't it? Yeah, how's that really evolved over time where we've just fallen behind so yeah. much? Because like, Celtic are bringing through far more people through their doors um, week in, week out. Yeah, ticket-wise. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, they're a team that is absolutely reeking of success. So. Yeah. 
Um, how it's, have we fallen behind? This? I know. It, honestly, that stat um, speaks more. That that reveals more about how far behind in market value Scottish clubs have fallen when Feyenoord, not even the biggest team, they are probably the second biggest, maybe the third biggest. You can make an argument uh, there, but they're not even the biggest team in in Holland, in yeah. the Netherlands, and. They are they're valued at two hundred and four million. Celtic are one hundred and twenty one, so not quite double, but you know a massive, massive margin. Um, the reason it was getting a lot of stick was because Celtic. Um, you never see articles when Celtic play Livingston or Dundee. Yeah, I see, the, that was the value. What I Loads of people were freaking out about that, and like I get it, but it's not really a sm- as much of a story. Like everyone knows that the Scottish League, the the sort of other teams outside the old firm are on a very different financial plane. Yeah. But you would expect Celtic and Feyenoord to be on the same financial plane. Yeah, that's that, where the difference is. That's 100% the surprising thing. You would expect that. And to see that they're not, and Celtic are going in a game against Feyenoord where they're probably quite underdogs. Uh, it's quite, 100% it's quite underdogs. a shame. It's quite a shame. I'm, I'm not really giving them any high hopes going yeah, into this game at all. And you want them to be going to Feyenoord. I mean, you know, Celtic should be able to go to Feyenoord and, and Beat them, beat them. Without a doubt, you should be expecting Celtic to go into Feyenoord and win. Um, like, there's no time in history apart from the present where it has been the reverse, and it is now. Mm. And it's just absolutely mental to see that that's that's the way things are now. Celtic should be looking at their group right now, thinking we can easily get out of this group in yeah. in, a, in a real normal world that we believe. Yeah, in. yeah. Because you know, Feyenoord, Lazio, Atletico Madrid, three games. Atletico Madrid obviously going to be a hard tie away from home, but three teams that they can be like at home, we can beat them. Feyenoord, Lazio away, two teams you think you could probably get results away from home. Now they're looking at thinking can we even scrape into third? And yeah. it's embarrassing that yeah, we're yeah, going into yeah, the Champions yeah, yeah. League group stages with our top club acting like that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's a, it's a combination of factors. One of those factors is TV money, obviously. Uh, you saw that um, the Netherlands recently banged an absolutely massive deal with ESPN. Um, the people who run the game uh, in Scotland basically let the game down. Neil Doncaster, I'm looking at you, mate. Um, you like I know you're not listening, listening, Neil Doncaster, but people hate you <laughs> all the way through the Scottish game, from yeah. Celtic fans to the very bottom of the game, where you don't even send a fucking postcard to teams in in the Lowland and Highland League, the, the very clubs that make up the essence of Scottish football. Um, I don't know, like I don't know what a world of Scottish football would look like without the current institution, but they've rocked the game and they've they've. Um, kind of murdered parts of it almost yeah we speak about this lots and lots and lots where we're not getting the same publicity and tv deals that other nations are and we host one of the biggest derbies we host several class derbies yeah not just old firm the edinburgh derby the dundee derby you know (laughs) you know to be honest aberdeen rangers i know it's not a derby but it's a massive fucking game yeah and it means so much to both those sets of fans um rangers fans won't ever admit how much that they, they they hate us but i don't think they'll ever admit truly how much because they don't want to give us that kind that of sense credibility of or yeah, anything yeah. you know but we know and they know that they fucking have it they fucking us. know yeah they know we know okay. you know <laughs> you know johnny mckechnie <laughs> looking at you son but uh yeah yeah it's it's just indicative of the way the game's gone um I mean, I didn't re- I actually didn't realize. I thought we'd maybe um, been able to get in. I've got loads of notes about like Igor Paichow and Luka Ivanusic. <laughs> but I think we'll skip them. Uh, uh, one little thing, actually, before we move on to the next game. Uh, the Feyenoord boss, Arnie Schlut, said, I admire them as a team. 
and they're a class above their old firm rivals. Oh, it's a weird one that, eh? It's like, like try to like big them up yeah, almost, yeah, but then yeah. it, it maybe gets them less fired up for it, it's saying old, something like that. It's the old um, Fergie tactic. Yeah. Um, just to use the example of, uh, just to bring Aberdeen's uh, past glory into it quickly. Get them in early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Fergie, when we played Real Madrid in the, in the European Cup Winners' Cup final, Fergie went into the Real Madrid uh, dressing room with like a bottle of like a bottle of whiskey and some flowers, or like some flowers and chocolate, or, mm. or something, some kind of gift, basically. Uh, manager of Real at the time was the great Alfredo De Stefano, um, and Fergie went into the dressing room and spoke to Alfredo De Stefano in front of the players, in front of the Real players, and said, um, "It's an honor. It's just an honor to be on the same pitch as you tonight, basically." Yep. Uh, and then went back in the Aberdeen dressing room and was like, "We're gonna fucking murder this yeah, one," yeah. you know. Even so, though it gets me fired up now. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that complacency. It's building that complacency. Uh, so maybe Arnie Schlotz using a bit of the old chocolate and flowers from yeah. from Fergie. Uh, we'll see. It's still nil nil as things stand. Um, a game that I do not think will finish anywhere close to nil-nil is Rangers versus Real Betis mm. at Ibrox. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that Rangers are going to get hammered, but I just see this being an absolute goal fest. Classic European game. Yeah. Thrilling. I, I really have high hopes for how this match is going to go because it could be extremely open. Uh, when you look at the form of both clubs, um, quick quick bit of trivia actually for you, Aaron. Do you know who the best manager is? He's uh, a Manuel bit of a legend. Pellegrini. Yes, yes, it is indeed. Congratulations. I thought I was the engineer himself. You get a program. Ah, well done. Don gets a program. <laughs> Everybody gets a program. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Mamo Pellegrini is the best uh, boss. Um, they've only got two fit defenders, Real Betis. Really? And they just got hammered 5-0 at home uh, by Barca, mm-hmm. to be fair. But still, um, when you look at Betis's form, which has been... Uh, totally in the league and then you look at Rangers form which has been the same ilk yeah um, you could have a really fiery open match at Ibrox I think you're right yeah. in terms of goals galore I think um, I've seen some of the players that Betis they've got Isco at their team oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. what the got, hell ex-Real uh, uh, they've got him at the squad um, but they've got Ayosi Perez as well oh yeah uh, uh, Newcastle uh, Newcastle Newcastle yeah, Christ! So, oh, I, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking uh, originally looking at it on paper. I was like, Rangers probably will be looking to be slight favourites just behind the Ibrox crowd. Yeah. But I started looking at Betis' side, and I was like, Whoa! They've got some proper players um, in their team. So I think you know, under the lights at Ibrox, you're expecting the the home crowd to to buzz them 100%. on, and it's a game they really need to be winning in that group again. Like Celtic's group is a group on paper that Rangers look like they could be potentially the best team in that. Should be. And up time's there. gone by. Should but be right I up there. I don't see why they shouldn't be even still. Um, but then they've got Beal and hundred percent. So yeah, uh, and just to just to go on to Beal there, um, Beal called the latest uh, run of form not nice. I mean, everything Beal says is it's so it's just wet yeah yeah it's so wet not His nice choice of words are lackluster to say the least um i don't know um what the mood is amongst rangers fans because i feel like in the past there's been more outrage at certain managers um pedro kaijinha for example like honestly beal is a leguen a kaijinha he's one of these joke rangers managers um, and there was a lot more outrage for these guys. I feel like I don't know. I don't know why. And maybe it's because Beale's got the Gerard connection or something, mm. or, or whatever it is. Um, he's he's extremely wet as a manager, and he's the main reason why Rangers might not succeed uh, in this in this fixture. Basically, yeah, uh, in my opinion. Um, although Hector Bellerin seems to think uh, that 
the main reason Rangers might not succeed is because Morelos is no longer there. Which is <laughs> well, what he said in an interview. Hector Bellerin said he was relieved. It quoted saying he was relieved that Alfredo Morelos was no longer at Rangers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Like, uh, fair play. I'm like, <laughs> Hector Bellerin analysing for Morelos' yeah. game. What is he on about? Try to chip in there. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, just keep your nose out of it. <laughs> Just go and score a winner right. and shut up. El Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so... Um, Good looking guy though, so well oh, done. Oh, very handsome. Uh, very, very handsome indeed. Uh, another guy who is uh, very, very handsome indeed uh, is Sebastian Haller, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> a weird segue into the Aberdeen-Frankfurt game, but we'll run with it. Uh, Haller obviously no longer at Frankfurt, but uh, it just shows you the level of player uh, that Frankfurt have and the level of player they've had in the past, the level of competition Aberdeen are going into um, in the peep show JLB Derby. Um, quite terrified to see how this one plays out, to be honest, Aaron. Yeah, again, was having a little peek at the old Frankfurt team and seeing that Mario Goetz is in the... Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely mental. Honestly, and, and I was looking at the Aberdeen team, and we'll probably come on Aberdeen a bit more in the Premiership review and I'll get more insights in the yeah, team itself. Yeah, yeah, okay. but, but um, I mean, the team that's played against Hearts at the weekend, I looked at it and I was like, that team is going to Frankfurt on oh, Thursday. Oh man, honestly. Holy fuck. We were, we'll get into it properly as you say, we were, we put in our worst performance of the season mm. last weekend, mm. uh, where we were away to have the biggest game of the season coming up. Um, I don't think even a good Aberdeen team would be anywhere close to being expected to, to win or, or probably even draw this game. Uh, maybe if we were on really good form, you'd be hoping to come out with a draw, but if we don't get blown away, it might be a bit of a miracle. Although, you know, that said, Aberdeen seem to, in moments like these, play our best, weirdly, when yeah. it seems like we are definitely, definitely fucked. Mm-hmm. It's always when we produce our best stuff in the past, when, when I've supported us anyway. Um, just to use the example, like the, the Rangers uh, semi-final a few years ago, uh, where we beat them 1-0, we were playing terribly in the league. Uh, there was only like uh, 12,000 Aberdeen fans at Hamden for it or something. Uh, outnumbered but never outfought was the banner. <laughs> uh, and then we put in this blinder of a performance against what was a decent enough Rangers side uh, and one. Was that uh, Ferguson who scored? Yeah, yeah, Lewis oh, Ferguson God. header. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Amazing because it felt like the world was against us. And it has a similar feel to it right now, except it feels almost like we're against ourselves too. Mm. Um, Aberdeen uh, support is. Uh, in a bit of crisis mode um, but I'm sure the guys I know a couple of the lads Craigie Campbell Ian Smith enjoy uh, Germany lads because if we get a result it will be the best day oh, of enjoy your steins yeah <laughs> exactly uh, just to quickly uh, put a bit of analysis on the game um, well maybe not on the, the game itself but you've got Frankfurt um, Frankfurt's success since the their Europa League win has been unprecedented. Um, they sell out every game in their 50k stadium now. Um, they're upgrading it to 58k. Uh, they recently sold um, their star striker Randall Muani for 80 million to PSG. Wow, that's what we're competing against. No, that's just it is one of the hardest ties you can get uh, they, at this level. Yeah, they 100%. they will be potential winners of this competition. Yeah. Uh, they will be a Europa League. Champions League time uh, type of side in years to come I think um, if we are going to get anything out of it it's going to be about Miofsky up against uh, Hasebi, Hasebi mm. Japanese centre yeah, half yeah. Um, Miofsky's big strong he's got the aerial presence so does Hasebi but 
I think the only way we're going to get any joy is if Miofsky can get Duke in behind and if Duke is managed to have a fucking good look in the mirror and, and switch himself on um, so I was going to say Duke's been absolutely posted missing but if there's going to be a game that's going to get this little guy up for it, it it's going to be, be this it game because to be it seems like Thursday. he's there Aberdeen to try and get a move eventually down the line so these are the biggest stages for your big players to show up that's it and um, you know if he doesn't get up for this game then he is going to be getting he's already getting serious pelters but oh he boy. is um, arguably bullets through the door like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> from me pro- program through the door yeah <laughs> <laughs> Arguably the biggest game of the season we've had was hacking at home. Well, not arguably, it was the biggest game we've had, excuse me, so far this season. And um, that was the worst game Ducks ever played in an Aberdeen shirt. Um, So will the pressure get to him? I don't know. It's a great chance to redeem himself. Uh, I'm going to be so buzzing when it comes around. But right now, I have nothing but pure terror in my heart for how this team is going to be one thing treated. I will say that is just maybe a slight po- slight tiny little nugget of positive is the game and the qualifying stages against Levski Sofia Bulgarian team 3-1 in aggregate over two legs drew one all over in Bulgaria right. and then only beat this side 2-0 at home yeah probably a team Aberdeen would fancy you themselves would think to so, yeah. you know comfortably beat yeah. so that's scratching at nuggets thanks for scratching scratching at nuggets heard it here first that's the name of the podcast Uh, (laughs) yeah class Uh, good stuff well that is uh, that's our preview of uh, the Scottish European games coming up this week Uh, next up we will be getting into the meat and potatoes of the pod as we preview the weekend's fixtures Alright! Let's get to it. The Premiership preview for what? Game week six? Game week six. Game week six. Yeah. And I tell you what, the season feels like it's been going on forever for me at this point. I don't know about you, Adam. Ah, it feels I've been trudging along. (laughs) I actually already want next season to just come along. Like, please just let's get this fucking shite over and done with because I know obviously things will improve it's a long old year but it just feels a bit mundane already Celtic well, are not that good and they're just going to win the title mate are they? Scottish football are they? Submitted are two points behind <laughs> Motherwell are three points behind um, there's some really really great ties this weekend that could make this season a lot more interesting not from a Hibs or Aberdeen perspective sadly but certainly if you're one of those boys in the top six there's there's some real great uh, three points you could get on the board here mm. so let's start things off with the early kickoff on Saturday um, of course it's Livingston Celtic uh, a Sky Sports classic oh. uh, they sure do love televising these games don't they it is a bit of a shame that it's Livingston versus Celtic. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an absolute slugfest of a match. Um, I mean, in terms of the way Celtic have been playing, they've been quite sluggish in the league. And after a game midweek against Fernand, which currently 1 0. Yeah. Uh, just see that poor goal, Joe Hart. Um, you do expect Celtic to. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one to predict. Livy have a really good record against both the old firm. That's been quite well documented. Yeah. Um, Celtic have also beaten them 6 0. At, at home I'm pretty sure they've beaten them at 6-0 yeah. in Livingston as well um, in terms so, of results uh, I looked up actually it was a wee bit intrigued because it does feel like Livy always have a good result yeah. especially at home totally at home um, and so Celtic have won twice drawn three times and lost twice in the last seven and both their only two wins were last year with Ange so yeah, they okay. have found it hard yeah. at uh, Livingston 
Uh, Martindale and the Livy boys make it difficult for anyone uh, that come to visit Amundvale, um Tony Macaroni uh, Stadium. I think that this game, you know, Celtic, like you say, midweek, tired legs. The last place you want to go with tired legs is that artificial turf uh, against uh, a David Martindale coach side. Um, this, this really could be a game that's there for Livy to, to go and get a like an impressive result. Livy haven't picked up that many super impressive results uh, this season so far. They've obviously been dogged. They've done their thing. Um, but it would be great to just see them do go that little bit further and do a Motherwell or a St. Mirren or, or a Killy, what they did earlier, and beat one of the old firm. And keep taking points off of the top two, because or the traditional top two, because um, both of them have given up a fair amount of points already. Um, well, fair amount. Celtic have drawn once, <laughs> but like even for by their standards, you would have expected them to go five for five. Yeah, uh, they're obviously uh, you know Livy. If they want to have any modicum of success in this game, it's going to come down to one man, my dark horse. Uh, that is Mister Bruce Anderson, who is on fine form at the moment and proving that he might actually be making that leap to being one of the elite strikers in the top flight. Yeah, he wasn't hospitalised like we all thought <laughs> after day one. I'm pretty sure he was. He, was, he at least spent a night in the ah, world. It looked like that. he was absolutely <laughs> chromatized. Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, fair play to him. They scored a, a big goal at Ross County in a game where they did not deserve really to get anything from yeah. it. And it just shows you the tenacity that Livingston have got in their team. And that's just all stems from Martindale, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, seen on Twitter, quite funny, that they only had five touches in the county box. <laughs> that is insane. It's it? a mental stat. That is that. crazy. That is Martindale ball at its finest. Uh, Martin ball at its finest. Uh, and, you know, one of those touches was Bruce Anderson's laces going fucking through the ball and smashing at the back of the net. That's all that matters, really, isn't it? Uh, Martindale's just got such a prowess in being able to turn dog shit players into no bad dog shit yeah. players Aye. <laughs> basically like, it, it is it is like James Penrice and the yeah. that boy from Hearts that uh, Brandon boy um, and obviously Bruce Anderson was always okay to be fair to him yeah I, I, you know, Bruce, Bruce Anderson, uh, Branderson he's, he's going to be around the league for, for many many years um, you know I, I do think that I don't think he would have succeeded at Aberdeen but now that the years have kind of gone by since he left I actually do quite like seeing him succeed uh, because he's a, he's a good young striker he's a nippy young striker uh, and if there is going to be anyone to step up it's going to have to be him um, also be interesting to see how David Lloyd um, David Lloyd's gym <laughs> guy who Livy have just uh, signed as well made his debut last weekend I believe or just signed signed at the end of the transfer window um, so it'll be interesting to see how he takes to life in his first uh, game against an old firm club. Um, I think Livy fans have a bit to be optimistic about. It could be one of those times where they do go out there and they take points off of uh, off of Celtic. Um, let's hope so for the, the wider story of the league. Um, any thoughts on Celtic, Aaron, and how they'll play in this game? Yeah, in, in terms of Celtic, I think they will just be... A bit tired, a bit on the back foot. I don't think we're going to see an exciting Celtic team no, passing no. the ball around whatsoever. And I think Livingston are going to make it very, very hard for them. Here's the here's the thing, just to just to quickly interrupt, Aaron. People are talking about this transition between Ange Ball and Brendan's method of playing football. What is, like, honestly, what is Brendan's method of playing football? Because I don't see a style. I feel like they're a bit all over the place. Yeah, hey, yeah. It feels like he's not been able to really get them on board with what he wants to do. And does that stem from the fact that they just enjoyed playing under Ange so much and the way that he plays and they were so accustomed to doing that and now they've sort of it's, 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 rebelled it's a, against it almost? Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I don't really know. It's 
It's a much more neutral style of football. It's no, it's not as exciting so far as what Andrew's playing. It's still getting the results, but it just seems a lot more fragile. So lethargic, yeah. so uh, unenthusiastic about wanting to play for them. It, it feels like, you know, he's had a transfer window and he's not brought anyone in that he really wants to. It's all Ange's team still there. Yeah. And I just don't think these players are, are buying into it at all. This is why um, Livy have got such a good chance, I think, because um, that plays into Livingston's hands almost, you know, this, this uh, style of Celtic's uh, play. Like, Livy will just put 11 men behind the ball and it'll be so hard to break down unless you throw the kitchen sink at them. Mm. Which they'll end up doing and no doubt scoring in the 79th minute. Uh, Kyogo nipping at the back post and tired Livy legs and whatever. Like You can just see it happening. Uh, but I don't know. I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a quietly optimistic feeling about Livingston um, going into the early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, so get down Lions and support the boys because you, know, you might be seeing a famous result, a famous upset uh, at the spaghetti had <laughs> as they call it in some parts of the world uh next up let's go to somewhere that's just five minutes down the road from where we record this podcast aaron's lovely uh lovely home oh why uh just beside easter road yes. where hibs will be hosting everyone's favorite whipping boys the saints oh. saint johnston aaron hibs hibernian is my religion a easter match road made is my in church. heaven <laughs> <laughs> it's be a facebook page called that <laughs> growing up as a Hibs fan liking that uh, but I mean in terms of Hibs I'm really I know last week I was a bit meh and the week before that was a bit meh but see after Nick. even just watching the big man's team for like 10 minutes against Kelly, I'm like yeah I'm sold this guy's you can see an instant change he's trying to play football um, we started an attacking team a 4-4-2 and we're just trying to play it out from the back Great. now this is going to cause us bother it's going to cause us bother because we've got fucking Marshall in the sticks who can't play football obviously a slow um, defence we've got a slow weak defence so trying to play out from the back is going to be hard so you know we're going to be set back a little bit from that however it is exciting it is what Hibs fans want and you know once he has a, a couple of transfers he, um, transfer windows under his belt yeah, it's yeah. going to be good times I reckon for Hibernian I Fingers think crossed. I think that um, I'm, I'm, you'll probably agree with this obviously Aaron but uh, you probably wouldn't have got a point at Rugby Park if you still had LJ leading the squad I no don't I don't think so at all and I think we actually should have been 3-4-0 up in the first half going in the 60th minutes um, we were at, we were really we impressive run, really impressive run right we yeah. almost scored after 10 seconds um, honestly we looked really really good uh, where I think our downfall is is obviously we hipsed it <laughs> <laughs> our, yes. our defence is always just going to be a crooked hard easy one to get past yeah I think he made one one error was bringing on, dare I say his name, Josh Campbell. How he's still playing in a, a top flight team is yeah. just absolutely miraculous to yeah. me. Not going to yeah. go on a Josh Campbell rant, but <laughs> fuck me, man. Uh, always welcome a Josh uh, Campbell rant here uh, on the Tour of the Terraces. He's public enemy number one in Aaron's eyes. Oh. Um, I love him because, you know... <laughs> Uh, it's crazy he, should, he wouldn't even get a game in League 2 because he's just a little rat <laughs> it just really annoys me it really annoys me he's playing honestly I would rather James Crow was playing centre mid <laughs> I'm sure he would honestly ah, yeah, because yeah. he would put in so much more uh, yeah. effort and heart than that guy but uh, yeah. anyway anyway, um, it could be uh, you know going off of that first half performance at Rugby Park could be a feast frenzy a feeding frenzy for Hibs um, at home to St Johnston who Okay, yeah, St. Johnston, um, I've, I've kind of defended them quite a lot. And, you know, they only got beat 2-0 at home by Rangers last weekend. But if they come up against this sort of rejuvenated Hibs team, 
um, with a Dylan Venter who looks like he's just about to catch fire. Like, mm. he looks like he's a way to get shit hot mm. for him. Um, if if everything clicks at Easter Road, I know uh, usually St. Johnston um, seemed to do all right at Easter Road historically, but if Hibs, if Hibs uh, continue the way it looks like they're going... It could be a right potentially. I, I think. think as well. I know usually it's weird being a Hibs fan when St Johnston come into town. You're a bit like, oh god, like they're going to score a last minute goal. Yeah. We're going to this that next thing. But I'm really optimistic for Hibs. Um, yeah. I think we could absolutely dill bag them. Like <laughs> I've got a good feeling. That, <laughs> and that's um, exactly why it's going to be one 0 St Johnston. Stevie May winner. Hundred percent. one thing to touch on them is they've got big Kane back in the up top now. Absolute um, icon in Perth. But I, it's weird. I've been very conflicted all day because obviously we had the podcast and I've been thinking, yeah, Hibs could absolutely bobby them. But then I look at St. Jay's team and I'm like, they could frustrate us. Yeah. And we're going to have to come on to them. Yeah. We're going to be trying to play football out of the back from a really shaky defence yeah. and goalkeeper. This could play right into their hands. There's no pressure on St. Johnson every game they go into. Well, almost. this is, you know, if you're saying this, Aaron, and um, last week or, or the week before, you, you said something like you wouldn't piss on St. Johnston if they were on fire or something mm. like that. And uh, the weeks roll by, <laughs> the weeks roll by, and Here people are more and more afraid of St. Johnston, yep. okay? People are starting to realise that, okay... Maybe they're not just going to lie down and take relegation. Obviously, they weren't going to, but, you know, it looks like they might they might not just get bobbied off of everybody they, they encounter. Uh, they'll be just as up for this as that Hibs dressing room because it looks like uh, Stephen McLean is actually creating a real siege mentality there. Mm-hmm. Last weekend, getting beaten 2-0 over Rangers, and Rangers huffed and puffed for that game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Danilo scored in the end and then went off injured. Uh, for Rangers which could be a bit of a blow uh, we'll, we'll talk about them later obviously but credit to St. Johnston for sticking in the game as long as they did especially given their current circumstances um, I reckon you'll get a few Perth boys down there and I, I don't I think the game will get away from them on this occasion but don't be surprised if it's late 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 that Hibs managed to, mm. to get something and when it gets to that stage in any football match as you know Aaron um, Max Kucheravi can pop up at the back stick and Definitely. stick one in the Hibs net um, so we, we missed out the Livingston Celtic so we'll go back and we'll do that as well but score prediction for Hibs St Johnston Aaron I've got 3-0 written down wow uh, 3-0 Hibs Christ I don't know what happened there Venti like. hat-trick <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think it's hard to look past that um, uh, I'll, I'll one-up you I'll say 4-0 Hibs wow well, we've okay. gone oh, yeah, we're yeah. fucked like, <laughs> Hibs are I, as much as I want to give credit to St. Johnston, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where they just have to put it down and, and look the next week. I think so as well. I think it was Lee Johnson's hips having a far different 100%, conversation. 100 million percent. Um, without a, a doubt, Nick Montgomery bus. has got something uh, special, potentially special, brewing Easter Road question mark. I, I think a big explanation mark. <laughs> yeah. question mark. Uh, and Livingston Celtic, we'll just go back and do that scoreline, Aaron. What, what are you saying to that? Yeah, what you said, um, I have that mirrored. You said it was going to be a 79th Furuhashi goal, 1 yeah. 0 Celtic, and that is exactly what you've I gone for. Uh, I, I think it's going to be 0 0. Yep, and I can yeah. see that as well, 100%. It's the way Mikey Tucker rolls. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Key man. Class. Right, let's get into the weirdest uh, and wackiest derby. Can you call it a derby? I don't know. Uh, derby seems to imply close proximity, but these two clubs do not fucking like each other. Uh, there's a lot of history between the two. It's St Mirren and Hearts. Yes, 
not a lot some scottish football fans don't even aren't even fully aware of the the magnitude of the st Mirren and hearts beef that there is but it truly exists um if you want to know why go and look why hearts lost the league in 1970 something 1960 mm, something mm. um that all stems from that basically um st Mirren and hearts are in um st Mirren biggest game of their season so far yeah i would say so and just to touch upon the rivalry as well st Mirren getting that one up on them in the league cup as well a wee while ago exactly yeah right so, up those jambo yeah. bastards <laughs> mon the saint uh, yeah. buddies uh, <laughs> just in case but no buddies. it's a huge game for i think every game st Mirren play feels huge you know the game last week against motherwell was the biggest game of their season true trumped that this game you can see them trumping it again. Hundred um, percent. I don't. Simran will be going into this as favourites, rightly so. Um, they are just very, very solid, yeah. hard to beat, and yeah. also have a goal in them. The thing about Simran is they've actually got proper depth to their team now. They can bring on players that can impact the game, which they most likely haven't. That doesn't make their team necessarily weaker. No, a hundred percent. They've got depth. They've got. Uh, the recruitment has been absolutely fantastic, and they've managed to retain pieces. Um, throughout last season, uh, players that played last season that could, that would have been picked off and should have maybe been picked off, but it's helped them get to where they are now, second in the league, two points behind the leaders, uh, Celtic. Uh, St Mirren can go top this weekend. Uh, I know it's only six games in, but you can't help but have a bit of a smile on your face hearing and saying that, I think. Yeah, and when how often do you get to say things like that or even get to contemplate things like that in Scotland? St yeah. Mirren being top after six. It's brilliant. Um, but one funny little thing that I did see on Twitter last time that St Mirren went unbeaten in their first five games, they got relegated. So <laughs> No way. Enjoy that. <laughs> well, uh, that's one way to put a dampener on things yeah, for, right, for so our buddies. Fans. On the Celtic. Let's make it six then, St Mirren, and let's go and win that fucking title. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, um, I, I can see St Mirren winning this game as well. Uh, hearts look like a side. Currently, they do look very good. Um, they've kind of washed off the disappointment that they had in Europe a wee bit and uh, all things point to the league and everything seems to be going quite well for Stevie Naismith and Frank McAvoy despite mm. a bit of early season pressure um, but seen, this is a massive test for them it is a huge test for them and uh, obviously we're in our favourites I've seen quite a bit of mixed feelings about hearts uh, I thought there was going to be a lot of happiness with the result against Aberdeen but obviously Aberdeen were just seen as a really really weak opposition and supposedly hearts uh, Naismith hasn't really done much to change the way hearts have been from the start of the season into this game as well after the international break and mm-hmm. people are a bit fed up um, people like Haring playing dog shit okay. uh, being, a, being a key example and I've, I've seen a lot of mixed emotions and I was quite surprised by that yeah. and I think there's quite a down feeling in, in the Hearts camp still but maybe that's just my Hibs no, blended you, you, Twitter speaking I, 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 I'm not surprised uh, really by that I mean I think no one can be arsed yeah Hearts fans will want a lot more than sitting fifth in the table at the end of the day yeah but they, they had a they had a tricky start, I guess, is all you can really say about that. And this game, uh, they beat us at Tynecastle last weekend, obviously. Um, they always beat us at Tynecastle. Mm. Um, and a lot of Hearts fans are saying that we're the worst side that they've played this season, yeah. as I can quite believe. Uh, but if there's one way they want to really kick this season off properly and, and really, really start taking things up, this is a way to get Hearts fans excited again, is winning at... What looks like uh, early doors to be one of the hardest grounds to go to in the league. Um, get a win in Paisley and Hearts fans will be, uh, I'm sure they will be uh, feeling some semblance of positivity if they even can feel anything such as happiness. Yeah. 
you know. Um, going forward, it's going to be on um, the two goal scorers from last weekend. It's going to be on Oda, who goes from strength to strength week in, week out. Uh, and if Boyce uh, and Shankland can keep that line, that top line strong for Hearts, because they're going to, I think St. Mirren will score in this game. So if Hearts are going to win, they're going to have to outscore them, basically. Shout out to the Boyce Meister, a fellow bald ginger man. Right. <laughs> like myself. Yeah. Having to Good get that you. in there. Uh, score all day to get that uh, <laughs> score prediction for St Mirren and Hearts Aaron I'm going to go with a draw 1-1 one, one. I like it I think I fancied St Mirren but I just feel Hearts will you know get a point and just paint over the cracks for another week I can I'm going to stick with my uh, buddy boys my butt buddies 2-0 um, St Mirren uh, Tanzer are going to score for the second week in a row and Mikhail Mandron off the bench to seal it <laughs> late on that's my predictions uh, for St Mirren boys and if my predictions come in St Mirren will be top of the league <laughs> if your predictions come in and oh, no, they will that no, icon a treble uh, <laughs> you're in some decent money no, there they'll, they'll, be, they'll be joint top uh, second on goal difference but um, yeah they'll be level on points with Celtic if my predictions come in so came on <laughs> let's hope it happens uh, and the final uh, final Saturday game are in Dundee and Kilmarnock at Dens Park. Doc versus Deke. McInnes. Oh, it's the Doc and Deke derby, Mate, baby. Pleasant to talk about. How good is that, like, by the way? I just seen the two just teasing <laughs> each other in the dugout and having a little handshake. What is the great. initial interaction going to be like when they come out of the when they when they? Ah, uh, yeah. I I hope they just. It's just nothing. Yeah. Just a handshake and they just back to the dugout. <laughs> not a hug, not a pat on the back, none of that shit. Oh. Just like a quick handshake and back to the dugout. <laughs> Professional. Oh. I think that there's a good chance that could be it. I would love it to be that. I do not want to see a smile on any of their faces Me neither, no. for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want them both to be hating it. <laughs> It'd be so good if they did. Oh. Uh, the, the game ends with a late controversial Dundee winner and Deke shouting in Doc's face <laughs> separated by coach and staff uh, the fourth official's getting involved I can see it all happening right now uh, Dundee um, I really wanted to talk a wee bit about Dundee I know they got beat 3-0 at Parkhead at the weekend um, but Dundee are uh, Dundee are honestly I, I think the way that Doc sets them up they're going to be a good team all season um, I honestly can see them actually finishing top six overall in the end they're so so spicy um and i can see them winning at dens at the weekend um killy obviously are are gonna killy and they're gonna Derek ball all season long um but Derek, uh but doc's just got a bit more uh, attacking intent he, the way he sets his team up uh, he sets them up not to lose but the players that he's got on the park um you know they're, they're very attacking minded uh from the back going forward you've got the guy beck who influences the game so much from fullback? Um, he's technically uh, really good for for the top flight, even, and he's still a young guy. You know, you've got Cameron Lyle. Um, I want to see a lot more of him. He's been missing from the team lately. Um, I reckon Doc puts Lyle back in for this game in the hole, and, and he is maybe the difference maker in this match because you're going to need a number ten to draw that Killy defense out. Basically, mm, no, I, I can see what you're saying there, and, and you know, the Doc Meister generals 
got decent tactics behind him. I heard quite decent stuff that he implemented to try and mitigate Celtic, yeah. uh, try and mitigate McGregor, and playing people in certain positions to try and eliminate the you know amount of uh, stress that they'd be under. So yeah. he's obviously got a thinking mind. He's not just going to Celtic to just sit down and get shafted. He's and going just try there. and defend ah, for as quick as possible. He's going yeah. there to try stuff and get shafted at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. well done him. But Aye. I mean, in terms of what you've said there, I actually... In terms of Dundee going top six, I can see Dundee being the team that fade down and join Kill uh, St Johnston. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Dot might be might find it a bit hard against everyone to try and battle through, and I can see it being a, a Derek mastermind this weekend of him being able to tr- outdo the his student and the master. Yeah, I can just see it happening. Um, I really can see uh, Derek's side just getting a, a 1-0 or we'll find out very soon what I think but you know Kelly really need to win this game to keep the Derek McInnes momentum going uh, because it feels like sort of the shine sort of falling off him after these two big wins they've not really done anything bar beat the old firm which is crazy to say because beating the old firm is crazy but since they, then they've, they've not done anything yeah. they've not done anything of any and I think they need to get a result and I think this is a perfect tie for uh, Derek to go and win to, to get that bus trucking along yeah again. yeah I can I can you know I can see what you mean by them needing this result but I don't know I just I just have faith in the doc <laughs> time to see the doctor I'm afraid uh, Tony will see you now <laughs> uh, Derek you've been in the waiting room too long my friend um, and, I, and I think the student will get the better of you on this occasion uh, Aaron, scoreline prediction for Dundee Scoreline is, for me, I looked into this. Uh, Derek, I'm going to give him a 1-0 when he needs it. Um, when he was there as Don manager, he never lost at Dens. Uh, seven wins, two draws. Great stat. Great stat, that. Although he did have Niall McGinn for all of those, and Niall McGinn hated Dundee more than anyone. Um, Get him in for the emergency loan from uh, my, uh, from our <laughs> Glenn Torin. Yeah, that's where he's playing now. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two one Dundee. Two one. Two one Dundee, and it's gonna be a Lyle Cameron goal that seals the victory for the dark blues. You love Lyle Cameron. I do love Lyle Cameron. <laughs> Fucking love Lyle Cameron, and I will never ever stop talking about Lyle Cameron. Um, so, fu- so fuck you. <laughs> you the new <laughs> yeah, the new programs, sent programs. Right, okay, enough jibber jabber. On to Sunday's games oh, and two really, like, could be uh, early season defining for both of these. Uh, well, for all four clubs that are involved, you've got Rangers at home to Motherwell. You've got Aberdeen at home to Ross County. Jesus Christ. Let's start at Ibrox. Rangers Motherwell. Uh, Aaron, take the floor. Rangers Motherwell. <laughs> I mean, on paper, it just looks like it should be a Rangers win. And of course. It's really hard to argue against that, but depends how much of a hangover, hangover they've got from the game midweek against Betis at home. Um, it's going to be a high-intense game, that, and there's going to be a lot of emotion and, and physicality You're put right. into that game. And it's it going to be... Kettlewell's going to have a well-oiled machine going there. It's going to make it hard for, for Rangers to, you know, get get penetrate them and get past them. And he's probably going to have to start a weaker team build to, to counteract the fitness yeah, of the boys. Yeah. So, um, you, you, you mentioned there's going to be a lot of emotion at Ibrox. Uh, I think you're spot on. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of tears uh, in the home end. <laughs> and there's going to be a whole lot of tears in the boardroom after when Michael Beale gets sacked after this game. Um I see Motherwell going and giving a Lionel Ainsworth-esque performance mm. 
uh, at Ibrox and maybe not romping to victory but winning maybe by two goals really yeah 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 that just makes me so happy (laughs) Stuart Kettlewell uh, I know I've just given Tony Doherty an absolute you know gotten right up his arse in that last segment there but uh, Kettlewell is probably the best manager in the league outside of maybe I don't know he's better manager than Beal arguably uh, oh, he's, definitely. he's a manager he's, he's probably the, the guy that's managing at the top of his game currently anyway Stephen Robinson's the only other one that you can maybe compare mm. him with but I actually would give it give the edge slightly to, to Kettlewell I think um, the way he's transformed Motherwell is, is phenomenal they're, they're going to be so hard to beat all season and he's going to have them set up to win at Ibrox he's, I think he's going to smell blood um, especially coming off the back of a European game his boys are going to be rested up um, and you're going to see more sexy time from Spittle, I think. Uh, <laughs> Rangers, you know, the off the back of all the, the stuff that's happened and like Beal still being there and having such a rocky start to the season, uh, I think this is going to be the game that finally is the tipping point, the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever cliche you want to, want to use to signify the end of Beal's reign. Um, it's going to be three defeats in five after this game, and it's not going to be pretty, I don't think, um, once once uh, the steel men have had their way at Ibrox. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've sold it there to me. Like, JD to me, I was going to come on here and say how Rangers were this, that, and the next thing. But no, I think uh, I listened to Kettlewell's interview after the game, and he was saying that that was that game against St. Mirren, that is the one they got beat. Yeah. Um, he was saying that was the best performance he's seen his players play since he came in. Wow. Now I was like, fair play. I don't know if that sort of tactics in his mind to keep them Possibly. going and keep the momentum yeah. going. It was their first loss since like April or something like that. Um, again, another quite wild uh, stat that that I heard from come out the mouths of the lads on sports scene. Yeah. But <sighs> the thing about Motherwell is they really do struggle to score. Um, and I just think with Theo Bear up top or Ollie Shaw up top at Ibrox, I just it's just hard in my mind to see them being able to score yeah, with yeah, those lads yeah. up top. But I, I can I know that is the main sticking point they're going to come up against. A hundred percent, the goals I reckon will come from uh, from elsewhere. You might see a bit of magic in the a middle. bit of magic from uh, young Lennon Miller. Yeah. Um. Or or um. The fact that, well, not not talking about the goals, but the fact they'll be wrapped up, uh, you know, when you've got Matondo. Uh, SOD is going to wrap Matondo up, no bother, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at their attacking options, Connor Wilkinson is not the most inspiring player no. to have uh, going forwards. But their midfield operates so well that they'll, they'll overrun Rangers midfield. And I just, I can honestly see a bit of a... An outpouring potentially, so that's why I'm going three one Motherwell at Ibrox. Are you going three one Motherwell? Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gutting going to go two 0 Rangers. That's fair. I'm just going to see them drivel over the line and paint over the cracks. They well, they well, well could, but I, I just have a feeling that they're going to run into a fired up Motherwell, a wounded animal Motherwell, um, who have just come off the first defeat, obviously since April, and Cattlewell um, will have the boys playing um, and consign Beal to a redundancy package now final game of the weekend it's the dons and the staggies at pitodre um is it a derby not really but it's two northern clubs going at it Uh, and aberdeen have kind of struggled recently against ross county um for me the struggles are probably going to continue in this game uh, and they're going to continue until barry robson gets his jotters i i think Mm. um we were a abysmal against hearts uh, at the weekend um we've got the european game 
European games are just totally different. You're you're almost going to have a, a whole different mindset in the dressing room for games like that. As soon as the 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 splendor of Frankfurt's over and you're back in the Granite City and who are you playing? The boys for Dingwall. Yeah. Like it, you can't have a more coming back to earth sort of game than that. Malky Mackay um, has done a brilliant job this season with Ross County. Pff, Ross County could walk into Batodre and maybe take an early lead and Aberdeen battle back um, and get a lucky penalty or, mm. or a one-all or something. Like, mm. I, I think that's the, the sort of tone this game's going to be uh, played in. Um, but I, I worry that Pataudry is going to be ringing out with booze by, by full yeah. time. And, and one thing I was going to speak about and ask you about, Mikey, is just I was looking at some of the players Aberdeen had and I was just really confused who these lads are. This Jensen guy and okay. this Gar- Gartman, Gartman and, yeah. and just these boys up against uh, confident, attacking Ross County side. Boys Murray. who all know each other and Aye. stuff. Yandanda, Murray, White, all of a sudden sounds like a very scary, intimidating front three to these boys that I've just mentioned. It genuinely does. Uh, Yandanda, uh, Jordan White, um, these these guys are going to come in and they're they're going to potentially outplay and outpass and outmove, uh, outmaneuver the the Don's back three, mm. back five that we play. Um, we've seen it so many times how wide open that that defense is. It's crazy, and uh, that comes down to a mixture of. Uh, the tactics and it comes down to the players not uh, having enough chemistry yet and not knowing each other's playing styles not being comfortable um, to play on the ball and off the ball with each other um, the first uh, the first time all the players had been in the same building was last Thursday really? yeah that's the first time they've all actually met each other honestly it's absolute disarray Dons and it's crazy to think about it. at the start of the season I had hopes for them being the team that were going to be third and solidly third. 100%. And I looked at their starting 11 against Hearts and I was blown away of how poor it looked. Um, and I've been really, really, really disappointed with Duke. Um, he is just a guy that is just chasing chasing shadows. Yeah, chasing totally. Back. I can't speak there. <laughs> and he's just not like, he's just not the same player. Nah, he's it not. It looked like he was there for a season and he was ready to get his move to the championship. It's not happened and his head's just not in it. It's it's brutal because he's a completely different player. Uh, he's he, it seems like the pressure has gotten to him, or like the hype has gotten to him, and uh, maybe he deep down on some level wishes he had gotten a move or something. I don't know, but it's just it, it's really uninspiring. Um, Miovsky is the only guy who is got is carrying the flag, mm. and he's got that st- that same drive and passion. It seems from last season because a lot of these boys, you know, the reason I was so loving Nicky Devlin to start with was because he had he at least had fight in his eyes where a lot of these guys are all like oh my god Aberdeen oh my god what the <laughs> hell is this place they're still adjusting to life in Scotland they're yeah. still adjusting to life up north they're still adjusting to the club and to each other um Nicky Devlin is Scottish obviously he knows Aberdeen and he and he's probably been there in the past and he knows what it means for a Scotsman to play for a club that size yeah um, I'm not saying that the European footballers don't because they they 100% know their history and they do, but it's very very different kettle of fish when you then have to uproot from your hometown wherever it may be, be it Jensen from Finland, Gartenman from I think uh, Gartenman's Austrian, um, you've got McGarry from Australia, you've got uh, Miovsky Macedonia, you've got this, you've got an insane um, oh. Rubicic who's Serbian. Like, what the fuck? It's not fucking Eurovision, <laughs> uh, Robson. You're building a football team and you've got all these uh, cultures and all these nationalities blending in one. 
it's not uh, FIFA. You can't just buy a fucking highly valued team of wonder kids and expect them to just play together. It's just, as it's being proven, it's just not happening uh, at all. Something really drastically needs to change uh, because it's just all down and i've talked myself into it i think ross county might even beat us at the weekend it's hard to see what is going to be changing there and it's hard to see what he's able to actually do to try and get the team to be cohesive to, yeah to be a force so yeah it's looking like a county could be on for for, some for fun. another victory um i i don't know i'm gonna stick with my initial thought and i'm gonna say one all dons and county uh, Aaron yourself i'm gonna go with two two um, nice two, I like two it. for that game right um well <laughs> So that's a fun little note for me to end on <laughs> going into Thursday at Frankfurt. Um, Aberdeen fans, if you're listening, remember the point where I said that Europe is different and uh, the changing will be different. The boys will be fired up for that. Our best performance of the season was hacking away and we were fucking brilliant in the last 20 minutes there. Um, so maybe Jamie McGrath pulls a wizard out his arse. Uh, <laughs> a wizard out his arse or something. <laughs> a wizard out his arse. Gandalf <laughs> flying that, that, out his arse. That wizard then goes on to score or something. <laughs> no. um, there, there has to be some kind of magic um, on Thursday and even on, on to Saturday and on for the rest of the, the season because we're, we're in dire straits. Um, Ross County, however, will probably come in and do the business and... and fucking right for them to do so because they've been very impressive so far this season long may it continue for the staggy fans out there uh aaron yes any closing thoughts closing thoughts um on aberdeen and ross county i'm just gonna say i'm on the staggies <laughs> i on the malky um, <laughs> loving malky so uh, just before we just before we close up we're away to commence our final segment of this evening's podcast and what will hopefully be, uh, unless we absolutely balls it up this time round, a continuing segment for the weeks to come. Uh, me and Aaron are going to start uh, a sort of last man standing between ourselves. Um, we'll both pick a game uh, from all the leagues, uh, from Premiership to League Two. Uh, we'll pick a fixture and a winner from that fixture. Um, the person who loses first is uh, got to wear a Mr. Big Knob t-shirt from the in-betweeners we'll put it on twitter then yeah what it is. uh you've got to wear that to a tour and act serious when you're being uh, shown around oh. by a chairman uh, a man of importance thank fuck it wasn't kevin lister that saw us in the mr big knob top because he would have chewed us up and spat us oh, out would absolutely ripped <laughs> so uh yeah that's the game basically uh once you've picked that team you can't pick them a second time so you can't just pick Celtic or rangers every weekend obviously you only get one go at it uh, aaron you're fixture and your team your your lockup of the week tell me who it is uh, i'm just gonna make it plain and simple uh one team that we both think are gonna be very good this week is hibs i'm gonna go with them oh wow I've looked at all the fixtures yeah. honestly there's very little to choose from uh, without going too in depth he's so going for it i've gone with him i've completely <laughs> jinxed it you've yeah. gone 4-0 3-0 and i've picked them yeah yeah Fuck. so much riding on it oh god mate B- mr big Knop is destined to be on your shoulders <laughs> come uh, our visit of west linton or wherever the fuck we end up uh, next i mean i've worn it high before in a night out so yeah, any sure pools? Nah. Of course not. Still waiting on my first <laughs> Well answered. <laughs> Mark, I sent me to test you on the pod. Um, yeah. And it's currently 2-0 Feyenoord, by the way, and Salik are down to nine men. So that's going well. Um, Get them chosen for the weekend. Scottish football, eh? Um, my uh, pick of the week 
Uh, I'm going down the divs. I'm going to League Two, uh, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lock up a team that has uh, sort of they, they they had so much hype to start the season off. The shine's maybe gone off a little bit now. Um, they're at home. They're playing East Fife. It's Edinburgh boys. It's the Spartan lads. Callum Mackay, you're on the board. My old boss, Craig Levine is on the breaking board <laughs> so just give him a mention <laughs> uh, well done Craig. <laughs> Spartans baby my pick of the week let's fucking go wow. um, I think that they will will coast past an East Fife team who have uh, not been up to much so far this season so better uh, get two. Uh, two, another Mr Big Knob top order <laughs> we'll both be going to <laughs> Pussy Hunter what was the other one what the other ones again uh, I fuck kids <laughs> jeez man. get Don in that <laughs> we should just cut that last bit and just have that as a little sound snippet and just drop that in every now and then like... <laughs> what was the other top called again Aaron <laughs> cut that bit out and just drop that in <laughs> you know what bit it is I'm not repeating it. <laughs> but yeah, Spartans will win uh, win um, at Ainsley Park on the weekend and they will seal a victory for old man Tucker on uh, week one of our uh, picks of the week, um, of picks our of last, week, man, last man standing. Uh, so that signs things off. Um, just before we, we close tonight's show, Aaron, you are off gallivanting places elsewhere next week i am indeed i've rented a little camper van and i'm patrolling about the streets of iceland the streets and glaciers and oh. mountains of iceland Aye, i know I, I don't know what's happened to me in my life <laughs> if you told young nungate iron it'd be off to iceland gallivanting about in a fucking rv or you thought you were going to what do you mean farm food sir? <laughs> i thought we had to go to tesco man. <laughs> come on mom you've got 10 percent off at tesco we don't go anywhere else <laughs> yeah uh, no, that'll be. I'm sure you'll have a fantastic time going with the going with the misses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be a pleasant break away from my rambling shite and uh, I'll miss it. Donald's excellent sound production. Obviously, you'll be Won't missing that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here. Yeah. You can talk to you can talk to me about football. I'll be here. We could have a good. We, we'll, we'll have a laugh. We could have a chat. <laughs> we'll have a chat and a laugh. <laughs> we hang out sometimes I'll outside watch. of. Give me give me one. Yeah. Give, give me one game to watch for next week, and I'll watch it. You can you watch the Livy uh, Celtic game, the early kickoff, and we can have a seg next week with okay. you, uh, when, when's, me when, and you analysing Livy Celtic. When's that the game? Half twelve on Saturday. Ooh. Or we'll be doing other things. Oh, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll pick a game for you to watch, Don, and we'll analyse it on next. We'll send week's you our show. roof. Ah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody, if any of the listeners want to get in touch and want to be on the podcast potentially, then give us a shout because we're looking to fill a bit of space. Um, now that dead I, air. yeah, a bit of dead air. I can't fill it all myself. <laughs> so <laughs> don't have a go at the because. <laughs> Uh, if Ali Brown, you want to send a wee voice note, or or Jack Finlay's, or or your ponies and James Crows of the world, if any of you guys, um, basically just just our mates who listen to it, well, I think we hit 40, 40 odd last week, so our, our mates plus uh, forty. <laughs> if you if if anybody's listening and has any input they want to get in for next week, then send us a wee note, a wee voice note on WhatsApp or a wee DM on Twitter, and we will. Uh, try and get it featured on next week's show basically um so we'll be looking to have a special uh, guest speaker on next week basically if anyone wants to get involved let us know um aaron enjoy the great wilderness of iceland thank you um and i will see you when you return uh donald thanks for everything once again 
Big well, D. My pleasure. Well done, Dean. As always, uh, thanks very much, lads. Uh, you know where to catch us on socials. TikTok, we are the two or three. Two or three. That is Aaron's business. Uh, I stay nowhere near, stray, not even close to the TikTok, but love hearing the stats because it seems like we are picking up a bit of traction over on that uh, side of things. So go and check us out there. Uh, on Instagram, we are just Tour of the Terraces. Uh, on Twitter, we are Tour OT Terraces. Uh, and that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, lads, thank you so much. All aboard the tour!